Does that work? That's working, yes. Fuck, this technology thing, dude. Isn't it awesome, man? <laughs> I had to get my daughter to teach me. Oh, it's got so many cool things. Yeah, yeah, just working on the buttons for um, <clears throat> getting the audio going and everything in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, you can, you can share your screen with people. So I go like this and uh, you can see the things that I've been looking at. Oh, look, I've been looking at coronavirus statistics. Never mind, oh. we'll just ignore that. Right. <laughs> Wild Things oh. VIP Members Lounge. There we go. It's my oh, Facebook. Yeah. So you can see all the stuff I've been looking at. <laughs> Enough of that. Jingo's very flesh. It might be too much. Oh, look, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's relaxing. Good lad. Oh, yeah, no, I am. The, the one, the only Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> the only Dwight. I think oh, there You're my favorite Dwight. <laughs> I'll be your favorite Dwight, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you recording, Steve? Uh, yes, I have started recording. Is that oh, okay? Oh, good. I'm glad you got that, that compliment in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking well. Steve. It's like a fine Emerson's uh, vessel. It is a, yeah, it's a fine vessel. I have got a um, Emerson's Brewers Reserve called Escape Into the Fog. It's a hazy pale ale. It's quite nice. I think I've seen you have one of these before I grabbed my uh, Kedadu gluten-free oh, yeah. IPA. Yep, yep. They're nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Is that, oh, I is thought you're—I thought you were just a statesman, Dwight. Uh, Dwight. Uh, sadly, um, I've, I've become gluten intolerant. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. I've become gluten intolerant in the last oh, two couple of years, so I'm now uh, lower on options. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, you'll be reduced to mineral water soon. I <laughs> know. Oh, I found <laughs> what, what, a, what a sad day that'll be. So if, I, if it's quality, it'll go for something like this. Otherwise, I've got a, um, I found Pure Blonde is quite good. Oh, yeah. And Corona are both gluten-free. Corona's gluten-free? Hmm. Well, that's... Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, if I was to see... Is, that... is, it, is it true that there've been, uh, there's been increased sales of, like, Corona, like, the beer? Because people think... Oh, yeah. Because people think it's hilarious to... Oh, it's Corona, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know the official facts, but I think generally beer sales across the country have gone up. Yeah, so I, I, I think, I think if, if beer, if beer was a virus, I definitely think um, space would be a worse virus than the coronavirus. Oh, it is a pretty tough virus. What yeah. the space virus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, anyway, um, welcome yes. to the podcast again, Dwight. No, thanks for uh, inviting me. I'm, I'm sure you must have got very desperate to um, come Why? back to me. Uh, look, we had to, we had to put. I thought, um, I thought you, I thought you, you contacted us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it's high on that list of achievements is to always be on the Crush Chicago um, podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, what's been happening? Yeah, how's lockdown life? Interesting times, I think is how you put it. It's been, uh, I think, difficult for all. Well, it's difficult for everybody. So, um, yeah, some ways the same, some ways different. Um, well, I suppose it's kind of funny. Normally, normally you put people into lockdown. Now you're in lockdown. 
yeah. <laughs> locked down, you're locked down. But I, I'm, I'm locked down. But we've been very lucky in the fact that uh, for us runners, we can still train. Yeah. Oh, lock, locked down, not locked up. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, I've, I've still been able to train. I've just kept it very close to home. That's come up with different ideas and different thoughts and. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't you have to do sort of like a police um, safety sort of patrol up to Larksmore Hutt every now and then? <laughs> Make sure there hasn't been any vandalizers. I heard, I heard uh, there's some, I heard there's some tears up there vandalizing Larksmore Hutt. <laughs> you better go check on it. You, you say, you say that with tongue in cheek, and I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah, people don't realise there's cameras up there now. So there have been people going up there. Yes, sadly. Yeah. There's, I, there's, I, there's cameras up there's cameras up there, and it's not just because you leave Barry Harcourt up there all year waiting for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they decided not to bring him back in the chopper. Yeah, love, we're leaving you up there, Barry. <laughs> yeah, I I love my yearly visit to Barry up at Luxmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, if people were like, I mean, probably outside of people from Invercargill, might um might not know who Barry is, but he he he's the uh, um Steve. Do you know who Barry is? No, I don't. Oh, he was he was I think he yeah, he was the uh, um the the head photographer at the Southland Times for like years and years and I think before that he was even a police photographer mm. or something, but he's he's always got a spot on the helicopter for the, the Kepler there. They right. drop him they drop him off at Luxmore Hut and he takes photos everywhere and all that sort of thing. And actually it was cool because actually last when I first did the when I first did the Kepler I hadn't seen Barry in years, and I get up to the Luxmore Hunt, and there he is. And I was like, "Oh, Barry!" <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, you know, yeah, no. But anyway, oh, that's it. Barry. Yeah, well, Barry was lead photographer. He used to be an ex-traffic uh, cop back in the MOT days. Did um, they count as real cops? Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll they, them. hey they got to take their cars home. Yes, they they did. They did. <laughs> Yeah, my, yeah. my dad, my dad, um, he was a traffic cop, so his old um, the, the V3000, Mitsubishi V3000. Oh, they were too, the old, yeah, they were too. Yeah, the old black and white one, man. <laughs> yeah. well, they, they, they weren't real cops back in the day, though, were they? They didn't have to go through the same kind of training, did they? It was separate, wasn't it? It, it was separate until, uh, I think it was 96, off the top of my head, right. somewhere around there, 96, 97, so, uh, it all got integrated within one. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it might have been before then because like my, because my dad had to go back up and do police college um, yes. and sort of at about that time because he didn't have it he couldn't drive the cop car back home anymore um, he had he had to get a motorbike so um, hmm. so no it was, it was before 96, 97 but even 90? Um, yeah like that. that would have been more like that long ago surely yeah. I remember I remember traffic cops being separate Quite freshly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you had any run-ins with um, police officers lately, Steve? No, not not since I was in Cambodia. Right. Yeah. What happened there? Oh, I used to have run-ins quite regularly because um, they were the government thugs. Yeah. I was working in human rights. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they gave you the night. Did you ever get pepper sprayed? No, they didn't have pepper spray. Oh, they did have pepper spray. They had tear gas and pepper spray. 
Um, oh, okay. What yeah. about you, Dwight? Have you ever been tear gassed? Oh, not tear gassed. Pepper <laughs> sprayed? Uh, only uh, a tiny little bit of uh, blowback from someone I sprayed once. How was it? Just a little. Um, you don't put it on your bucket list. It, it's probably not recommended. I've, yeah. I've quite often uh, referred to it as, say, hold your eyelids over, grab a hedgehog and start ramming it in there repeatedly for about four or five hours in a row. Oh, in, in Cambodia, we had the, had these shitstorm packs for when we were doing on demonstrations and the right piece will come along with the tear gas. We had these shitstorm packs with um, spray bottles of um, antacid because it neutralizes the pepper spray, apparently. Oh, wow. Good so to know. we'd be ready to, to spray. If protesters got attacked, we'd be ready to spray their eyes. Yeah. Right. It helps remove it quicker. We carry it in, their, um, in the vehicles. We do right. care it after care. Once we've got people secured, um, yeah. we get it on them to it helps extract it off them. Yeah, it doesn't work instantly, but it, it's better than water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Do you do you have to carry guns in your car as well? Uh, yeah. So when uh, when the new health and safety laws come through, uh, before we head out the street, um, we must have ready access to uh, yeah the firearms in the car, uh, taser. Um, pepper spray, bodyproof vest, all the gear. We've got to have access to all the gear before we walk out the door now. Oh, okay. So like people, people that people that don't, well, no, no, everybody knows you. Um, so I was going to say people that don't know, everybody knows you. Um, say <laughs> if you were, um, so Dwight's a hunter. If you were, say, if you're out patrolling and say you're up on, I say, Black Mount Road or down Milford Road and you saw a deer or a pig on the side of the road, would you get out the old block pistol and have a crack? <laughs> Uh, I've never done it. I've always, uh, uh, it, it, the paperwork is probably more than anything, to be honest. Uh, you, have to sign off, you have to sign off every cartridge used. Every, every single cartridge is accounted for. And to be well, honest, um, I, it, it's completely separate. I mean, it's, even though there's a lot of safe areas and I've seen them in that, it's not worth it. The idea is just to get them off the road so they don't hit anybody. So the lights and sirens work just as well as the rifle. We've got acres and acres of bush, but I've only ever once shot um, one animal, and that was a pig that had been uh, hit by a vehicle, and it was just to put it down. So that's the only time I've actually used it. It wasn't to take it home and cook it. No, no, I um, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I, the, the reason I say no, funny. no is because they're they're, they're previously um, that that has been done by other police there were circumstances behind it but it was viewed poorly by the media so um no but in that instance i ended up um coming across a local in the area yep. i just took him back with that yeah yeah i didn't want it wasted but i was, I was never going to put myself in a position that it looks like i'm doing it for any other reason than why i'm actually doing it yeah. yeah, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. And there's plenty more, there's plenty more animals out there to that are that are that are, that are hot, you know, that are waiting for you there, Dwight. Speaking yeah, there's of no shortage, no shortage of hunting out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen Tiger King? No, no, oh. I've heard about it, but I haven't chased it up yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't. Oh, I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Bloody Baskin. <laughs> you might want to look into what she's been done, doing with her husband there, Dwight. <laughs> her ex-husband. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's like there's no tiger sanctuaries in town now. No. 
That's uh, Pukeko King. Actually, oh, Todd. No, Todd. It. What's, the, what's the big Takahe King? Yeah. Either the screen's just frozen or Dwight's having a really long swing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dwight, I might, I might um, just turn your video off because <laughs> it's probably going to help the, the sound a wee bit better. So, oh, anyway, back back to the running, back to the running. So you've been yep, doing, you've been, yeah. Um, so you've still been training, yeah? Yes. Cool. Seeing no events were on, so I was building up for the New Zealand Mount Running Champs again. Uh, decided when all the events are off, hey, take it for what it is, an opportunity to try and get rid of some niggles. You know, I'm getting a bit older and the, it's just about 10 years of hard training now. So uh, just take an opportunity to back off try and fix some niggles and get the body back together and just change it up, um, keep it local, run around parks and local parks and soft areas. Yeah, yeah. things like that. Doing other things to keep fit? Oh, a little bit of cycling, but um, more just doing the, the training that I need to do to go out, clear my head, do the exercise and come back home, get back home with the family. Just yeah. trying to stick to the bubble. Have you been trying any of the virtual runs that have been going on? Uh, up till now, no. Um, I took my mind off the competitive side. To be honest, uh, work's been harder mentally and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of the um, just, I haven't got the, the passion for the competition right now. So I've just backed off, just get my niggles back. But I was just to the point of thinking about um, the Athletics New Zealand virtual series. I oh, am. Yeah, I've just come up a, with a couple of fresh new injuries, so I'm sort of in a down period again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, what that's what, yeah, no, that's what sort of running is about. I wasn't just sort of um, lots of injuries with um, running interspersed in between. But but generally, I've been lucky. Uh, ever since I took on the coach, I haven't had many injuries. Just wee niggles that we work on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these were non-running related injuries, so just a bit of bruising and stuff that'll go away soon. So yeah. um, I'm just backing off so I don't push the point and get over that. Hey, if there's always a positive side, it means I get a, a chance to just back off a little bit and a bit of recovery and yeah, you know, I don't have to push myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you're doing Kepler this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be there, it'll be there. <laughs> I think that, I think that's the first box I tick each year, but I uh, at the end of last one, just I was quite drained with the niggles that I had at the time. So yeah. with the distance, so I am, that was number 10, so I'm just thinking about the potential of possibly doing the grunt. Um, oh, yeah. oh, shit, if, if, you don't, if you don't do the Kepler, who's the next fastest person in um, town now? Me mate, Scott Underhay. He's, uh, oh, yeah, he'll be going for it. Oh, yeah, so he, he took the locals' record. He moved up to Tiananmen last year, took the locals' record for the grunt. Uh -huh. So that, that's my other motivation, to do the grunt, um, <laughs> to take his record. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. yeah. So, and, he, and he's lining up to potentially oh. do, the, do, do the full thing, if, if, yeah, otherwise. Yeah. Oh, cool. So what did you Wait, think? get out of it, Archie. What did you think of last year's uh, Kepler? Uh, as a race, I, I enjoyed it. I just felt a bit of pressure off the shoulders. Different course, time meant nothing. Yeah. Um, with run positions. What, what happened last year again? The water. The Was swim, that, sorry? What happened last year again? Yeah, the swim, the swim section. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> it was a bit damp, wasn't it? it was yes, it was. Like, I actually thought the water part was quite cool. I had no problems with that. Uh, it was probably the, 
the overall mud sort of drained you. It was that was pretty rough, wasn't it? It was just yeah, yeah, energy sapping. That five yeah. k's past um, on the way down towards Rainbow Beach for the first time, and then coming back again it was yeah. so muddy. It it was it was just the mud just drained you and just kept draining. Oh, did you, more you more. did you did you not go over the top? Was it over the top? No, no, no so we went up to Luxmore, back down again, and then out to Motor Rail Hut and back again. Oh, I reckon they should do it. They should do it going the other direction, go up to Luxmore, and then turn around and go back. <laughs> yeah, brutalise ourselves going up and down Luxmore at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. In some ways, I wouldn't have minded that. Um, Actually, so what, what? What is the Kepler record? What is the Kepler record? Yeah, four thirty something by Martin Dent. Oh yeah, um, the Australian Olympic be, runner. He must be on drugs. <laughs> well, he got eighth at, eighth at the Olympics. He got what? In the marathon. Oh, okay. But that wasn't like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not a bad effort then. Yeah. I, I seem to remember him, him running Kepler and, and going on at the prize giving and saying, oh, this is such a tough race. That's the longest I've ever had to stay on my feet for one run. And I thought, what are you talking about? You're only out there for four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know that yeah. would be that would be true. That would be true. Right, so, hey, so what? What do you know? What the what's the what's the record in the other direction? Oh, good question. I uh, don't know. So that course, there's been three alternative courses in the history. Uh, once they went to Irisburn and back, and twice they've done what we did this year. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the exact times, um, but uh, definitely shorter. Definitely shorter. Um, I would say at least half an hour shorter. Um, not really doing it, do it, doing it this way. Yeah, I'd say half an hour, but not last year. It wouldn't have been half an hour. All short. right. Well, hey Steve, have you um, can you um, when you get a chance, can you go and maybe see Dwight isn't running as much. Maybe you can go over to TR now and do a reverse Kepler and make a Strava segment. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we have sort of started uh, Scott under a and I within the lockdown as, as a bit of a goal thing is uh, yeah doing a bit of Strava targeting so I've managed to take out three or four I think during the lockdown yeah. and I started to have a bit of a go at them yeah oh, good stuff any good ones or are these just ones around your block uh, no reasonably there's been a couple of them have been reasonably good you know uh, the on mainly on the cycle trail type areas, um, yeah. out to um, uh, from the yacht club out to the control gates. Oh yeah. Um, thing is, it's it, it's all these people that put down on the Strava they're uh, running when they're actually on a bike. Yeah, oh, that's an, that's annoying. Yeah, I'm finding them very hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty it's usually pretty obvious if someone's done on a bike because they're about you know ten minutes faster than everyone else. Or, yeah. No. Hey, um, oh, shit. actually, what was I going to say? The dock tracks are shut in there, aren't they? So you wouldn't be able to run up to Kepler anyway. No, no. We've encouraging people to keep off um, the other side of the control gates, just in case. Uh, like, uh, we've been over here, um, cycle trail's okay, because the cycle trail means, um, one, you've got cell phone coverage, and two, um, if anything happened to you, you can be grabbed from anywhere along that cycle trail. There's access points all the way. Right. If it was Broad Bay or beyond and something happened, 
Um, there's people not there to find you. And if you do, you're going to be, it's going to require a search and rescue team. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think because I, I someone, someone stapled up a, a, a track close sign on the, the Tory River, on the Tory Mouth track. Um, so I was only arguing about whether to, um, to ignore it or not and just, just run it. Yeah. I didn't because, um, well, I mean, I'd never admit to, to you. I never admit to break making making a crime, but um, I'll keep that secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 um, actually, or I won't. Or I, I won't admit to Steve about doing excessively bad things to my body, seeing he's a doctor. Yeah, I, I I also think it's about oh, as long as you're keeping it simple. And you keep oh, it well, no, actually, and to be honest, for someone like you, um, hidden if you had cell phone coverage or whatever, if you were to head a wee way down there and come back for you, it's well within your capabilities. Uh, if you've told someone where you're heading when you're going to be back, and but the thing is, if other people do it that may not have the capabilities, overstretch themselves, yeah. do something that we have issues, but we can't make different rules for everybody. Well, the government can't, but um. It's been very hard to police this what, because one law for all. That's that's, that's <laughs> the question. What's it been like working as a policeman in in, in this um, police state? Well, it's been really hard because you're dealing with so many good people, and they're trying to do good things, and you're stopping them. You know, even uh, things like uh, the golf and disc golf and yeah. and those sort of activities. Yeah, it's great. I love seeing the people out doing it, but there's just that one in a million chance that their disc goes in that say disc golf goes in the in the cage then they touch their disc and if one person had been there five minutes earlier all of a sudden you could be the one that starts this thing again um, yeah or even golf you put your hand in the golf hole who was there five minutes ago right you know yeah you'd, could you'd, be you'd never really think of that would you yeah. well you should think about that but i guess i suppose people who are playing golf don't think about that that they think it, it, they're isolated because there's it, no one for miles around yeah, they're there by themselves or they're with their bubble. or So it's been really tough in that respect. Um, yeah. It's also, this all happened so fast. Yeah. And to get the exact definition of what the government wanted and how this worked was really difficult for everybody. Yeah. Um, and there was confusion for everybody, every single person. And it was, it was tough on everybody. Um, generally, that's been all right. Uh, some of the, the worst criminal element has stood out because not everybody's on the roads. Um, you know, people, the people that don't care about the law uh, are out there on the roads all the time still because that's what they do. So um, I was surprised on um, on um, I think it was like the day before lockdown when everyone was like rushing, like you know, everyone was um, like queuing up for hours in the KFC drive-through and lining up at the supermarket <laughs> to get it to a last-minute shop. And I, I went to Countdown and saw a couple of the mangers in their full regalia. You know, and the, with the old Nazi helmets and the and, the, and all that coming out of Countdown, really, and uh, yeah, yeah, you don't normally see that just um, coming out of the supermarket. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, and I guess who, I mean, well, hey, social distancing, so can't do much about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's they don't normally just go around within their gear. Um, yeah, it's only it, well, yeah, no, it's like you know, they'll they'll, they'll yeah, I guess it's. I guess they figure. Well, you're not going to. You've got bigger fish to fry than a couple of guys playing dress up. Yeah, and yeah, and 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 
as individuals, they're humans too. They still need their groceries. <laughs> it's um, depends on behaviour. <laughs> Even the mangas need behaviour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the time, whether it was done in a way to intimidate people or whether it was just whatever, maybe they were thinking they needed a supply of toilet paper for an extended period, so they were hoarding. I don't know. Well, a lot of people thought that. <laughs> um, and I see there was a there's a supermarket manager over in Adelaide. Um, there's some guy that was wanted to re return 150 roll, uh, packets of toilet paper or something and, and hand sanitizer, and he, you know, he's trying to get his rent done. And the man's like, no! <laughs> 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 Too bad! Maybe, maybe that's what your mungy boys were doing. They were getting a big supply for the black market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. What about, did you have any... Um, uh, uh, were there any um, any fights breaking out at the supermarket in town now? No, we're, we're very lucky. We've had um, most people here have been really amazing um, and just have gone with it, fully supportive. They understand it. Um, some people have got touchy, but a lot of that, you can see, it's just stress. Every yeah. single person yeah. is stressed through this. Yeah. 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 And on top yeah. of that, you've got some people that, that don't believe in it. Um, yeah but they're sucking it up as such. They don't believe in that this is true or whatever. Um, well, the way I see it, I'm too stupid to know better, so I'll just listen to the experts. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I agree, and you can't, look, I... Oh, thanks. I agree. You've got to be so... You've got to be so careful what you read. You just can't read something and believe everything, and it is. It's a matter of listening to people that know... And, and forming your own picture and opinion, but at the same time being open-minded. And um, yeah. I, I think a lot of the stuff that's put out there is absolute rubbish. And I've almost gone completely off social media. I, I'm, <laughs> it, it is so, I use social media as a positive thing with my running and all the rest of it. And yeah. uh, due, to, due to this and the information, I've used it a bit more within my community to try and help. And, and just some of the negativity it actually gets you. It really does. It. Oh yeah, it, no. Well, actually, don't get this. Well, I'm gonna be honest. Like social media brings out the worst in me sometimes. It's very much a like a um, like a moody mental health thing. Obviously, like if I'm if I'm like down the dumps and feeling like a like a rotten parrot, it brings out the worst in me. So probably yeah. times like that, I should stay off the social media. Yep, and that's exactly my my theory on it too. That's why I avoid it. When you when you do when you do feel negative, negativity builds more negativity. So when you feel like crap and you get on there, you put something on there, and then someone replies and you bite back, you're building up that whole negative thing, and it makes makes you feel worse in the end. Um, that's what Simon Bridges is going through at the moment. Oh, yeah, poor I, poor Simon. <laughs> I'm I'm I yeah I I I try and keep out of the whole political spectrum side of it, but. I must say... Um, oh, God, come on. You'd, you'd love to handcuff him for breaking the lockdown rules, wouldn't you? You'd love to pull him over. I think everybody should be treated exactly the same, whatever whatever you do for... A, and that includes your, your local MP health minister. Yeah. Um, everyone should be treated exactly the same. Um, but we've got to lead by example, some people. And at the same time, um, yep, it is Simon Bridges' job to, to hold the, the government, to be honest and accountable but at the same time at, at the moment he needs to keep the politics out of it and yeah. do what's best and yep have that opinion keep them honest but at the same time look after new zealand and that's get us all in the same direction 
yeah. Hey, hey, what's happening on um, what's happening on the old highway cops lately? Are they still doing any filming with you? Or yep, yep. So the uh, the film finished. The last series is just shown on TV, and they've already filmed the next one. So it's currently in production. Um, I've noticed well, they're all well, let, let me know next time they're filming. I'd love to come over to you now and get on the show. There's some easy ways to get on there. <laughs> Making a Crush the Cable special. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew gets arrested by Dwight. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? We could we, we could have a run. <laughs> yeah, let's go for a run together, Dwight. Oh, Dwight, oh, to chase you we, down. We could, we could set this up with the Benny Hill theme music and everything. <laughs> hey, actually, speaking of like, um, say if you if you're running and not being, you know, like you know, being competitive, you know, like just wanting to run for the fun of it and not being competitive. Have you have you ever thought about doing the Kepler in your in your full police uniform? Yeah, but uh, it, it, I have, I have actually, but um, I'm still got at this stage. I've still got enough competitiveness in me. Um, I'm only, I, I, I do acknowledge that. Hey, I don't, I can't keep this going forever. But at this stage, I'm still spitting out the same oh, times that I have. Actually, haven't yeah. you heard of Masters Athletics? You can keep running for your 100. Yeah, I'm, I was the I was the South and president of South and Masters Athletics. Yeah, well, that, that's that's my goal. Like I reckon. I'm one day going to be the best runner in the world just by outliving everybody else. So, you know, <laughs> if, if you get over, I mean, you know, when you get to the Masters Games, it's just that, that one person who's like bloody yeah. 101 or something, and they're like, it takes them about a half a day to walk 100 metres. It'll, 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 it'll be me. Uh, Jim, Jim what, he's in his 80s, he's still running. Yeah, I watched two 90 year olds in a 100 metre race, and they went hard. They yeah. really tried. They really, re and it was running, um, and and they were so competitive. It was a really great race to watch. I know it seems silly, but you can see they still had that will, that want to to win. It was really cool. Oh, yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. about. It's not. It's, it's about the contest, the competition. It's not necessarily about the, um, you know, being being the next Ben Johnson or something, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and I oh, like I, I I still do the New Zealand Master Games. Um, why? Because it gets everybody from the ones that come off the couch to the ones that are competitive, and it's just so cool running with all them. Um, yeah, that's really just another that. chance for you to smash somebody. Oh yeah, that helps. That helps. <laughs> well, <come on. laughs> well, there's always someone faster, mate. Um, there's always another one out there. Yeah, well, there will be at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come. It'll come. I think. I think once I, once I start running slower and my time start really dropping off, that'll probably be when I'll give up the competitive, the fully competitive side. Um, but yeah, I'll still, I'll still going to be keep running because it is my, my de-stress. It's my release. It's my, um, my. Uh, it's just I don't know. It just becomes a natural thing, part of my, my process. What I do. Yeah. And, um, any other sports you like doing? Oh, over the years I've done all sorts. Um, you were a rugby. bit of a rugby back in the day, weren't you? Yeah, I played rugby. I played rugby. I was never any good. I didn't have the back, back then. I didn't have the discipline um, and that sort of side of it. Uh, I played cricket for quite a while. Enjoyed cricket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you, were you? What were you? Like a cheeky keeper? Were you? No, no. Uh, I was. Um, I, I was an all rounder that was pretty crap at both. I was all round bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be a generalist. Yeah, yeah, do generally poor all over the place. But um, I enjoyed oh, yeah, the yeah. game. I enjoyed the game. Yeah. So, um, well, there's been a, there's been a few cops that were good cricketers. Um, well, no, actually, I can only think of one, Shane Bond. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was yeah. a cricketer, uh, a cop. Yeah. There's a. F- no, no. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, cool. Oh. So you said you use running to de-stress. What else do you do to de-stress? Uh, I uh, do a lot of time um, in the hills hunting um, as well. I love my hunting. So you wouldn't be able to do that during lockdown. So how's that been? Yeah, it's, it's been it's been pretty difficult. Like even 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 though the last few days I haven't well for starters I couldn't get out because I was I'd had three four days in, in here where I, I was too sore to go out um, do any exercise and that last day. I was in the lounge, literally pacing the floor, just yeah. walking backwards and forwards to just, just going, just so oh, this, everybody's the same. We're all stuck in it. So I managed to get out on the bike and that helped. Why? Um, do, you, do you have ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I got all sorts of issues, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just not good at sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Ever thought about taking up like scrapbooking? <laughs> <laughs> like even with board games, I I play with the kids, but after a couple of turns at it, I'm just bored. I'm on to the next thing. Um, I, I I don't know. I suppose I'm just um used to being busy and just doing things. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I I like to have a whole variety of stuff I'm doing. Yeah, and, and quite often um, I find, especially like at work, I'm always thinking. Often um, when I'm back here, I, I want to do the complete opposite, just yeah. mindlessly switch off. Yeah. Is yeah, the spa getting a lot of use lately? Uh, a wee bit, a wee bit. I'm just trying to line that up uh, the next couple of nights, actually. I've, yeah, I haven't been able to get in it for the last few days. So, um, oh, tell you what, get yourself a sauna. I thought about that. Lee doesn't like it. So um, yeah, this, the spa's good. The spa's good out and looking at the beautiful stars up above us. Well, okay. So right, are, you, well. are you are you allowed to give us a media press version of, of why you're so bruised? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't say too much, but there was a just an incident at work up here where I've ended up um, uh, with some minor injuries. It was a serious incident. I've ended up with some some injuries out of that. It's all under investigation, so I can't really say too much, except for, um, yeah, I'm, I'm over 40, and it takes a wee bit more to get, <laughs> um, to get over some of these things. Yeah. Can, can I, do you do, um, what sort of, um, I'd say you imagine, I imagine you get into a tussle on a regular basis with people, um, amongst other things. Do you do any, what, what sort of training do you do around that? Yeah, so we have um, training every, well, every, it's coming around now about three to four times a year. Um, and that includes the firearms and the defensive tactics and, um, you know, your bat and your spray, the handcuffs. A lot of it is just creating familiarity with that sort of thing. Yeah. But we're not, we're not actively trying to get into tussles anymore. It's not like the good old days where, because basically you get into a tussle, someone gets hurt. Nowadays, 
if possible, we have the other tools if you can. You have pepper spray, you have a taser. Um, And effectively, those tools leave people with no permanent injuries. And we don't get injuries. Um, If you can, do it that way. You kind well, of that's actually that's really cool. That's really cool to hear. That's like uh, that's really well, it's, yeah. They've come a long way since the eighties. <laughs> it has, like to be honest, it has. There's a complete different mentality. There's yeah. a whole different attitude, um, and particularly, you know, I found in older cops as I've been in. Look, I've been in a while now, and when I first joined, I found you know like the other day, like pursuits and that quite exciting. Um, now, no, I'm sitting there. I, I don't want to be in amongst it. I don't yeah. want to be in amongst that that stuff unless you you do what you have to do, but it's not for the excitement. I enjoy the I enjoy the out interacting, being proactive stuff, um, just meeting people, um, that side of it. Cool. And the coffee. Yeah. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> right, name name one law that you would do away with, Dwight. Oh, cannabis. <laughs> Hey, well, you've got your opportunity um, later in the year. Well, actually, we don't know. That might be on hold. No, no. I've got to think on this one. I've got to think. Actually, you've put me on spot there. I'm trying to think of something there. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't worry, mate. You don't, you don't have to answer. I won't, put the, I won't, I won't do that. But, but, but do you get training in, in kind of um, talking people down? Oh, Christ, Archie. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> fucking hell. You're playing the dog. Oh, isn't oh it? fucking hell. There's <laughs> <laughs> Andrew trying to talk down Archie. <laughs> Occasionally, they were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I might better supply with a bit of venison and give it to him. He He'll actually had a venison bone the other day. Well, there you go. It's it's yeah, it's quite oh, rich. <laughs> there must be some terrible smells floating around the grief household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dogs the weed dog, but Jesus goes well. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's the bubbles to the spa bath, mate. <laughs> so, do you have a fair bit of venison in your freezer still, Dwight? Uh, there's a wee bit there. It's definitely dropping down over the lockdown because um, uh, the spring's always good for good meat. So we've got a bit there, but I was backing off because I normally shoot a couple over the raw. And of yeah. course, that never went ahead. Um, Haven't you got a park down there? Can't you just like. Um, oh, you can't really use guns in the township, can you? Couldn't you just sort of shoot some possums? No, yeah. like, are you, like, are you itch- yeah. Possum Not doesn't really. actually taste like venison, eh? Oh, what just really wants to go hunting? <laughs> to, to, to be honest, uh, at the start, yeah, I was really keen to get out hunting and doing everything else. Just with the way everything's gone, I, I, I just want to see this whole thing over so we get normality within our communities and get rebuilding. Yeah. And I, I want to get on the hills, but it's no longer, I'm no longer itching like I was. Um, I'm just a complete different focus. My focus is more, and I just want to get everybody through this. Let's all get over this and then get back to our normal stuff. 
but I, I will enjoy getting out in that hill with me mates, just sitting out there in the tent, quiet beer on the top of a hill with the stars above us in the tents. Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the strangest hunting experience you ever had? Oh, good Lord. Did it involve Glenn McIntosh? Yeah, <laughs> well, there, 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 was, yeah, there was Glenn McIntosh. One time he almost rolled down a hill with the amount of venison he had in his pack. He, he almost went bouncing down a hill. How much can that man? Well, that man, he's used to carry around bloody big block engines and things, isn't he? So, yeah, he'd be pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, he'd be pretty tough. Yeah, plus he'd be, he'd be pretty pretty good. Um, it's actually good. I, I, I do notice when I take uh, out runners quite often, it is a different sort of fitness, but normally quite handy you can walk a long way and cover a lot of country when you're out hunting and get up into the real good stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Good, did you ever see any moose no no but i i haven't gone into dusky sound i haven't gone looking right in the heart of it but right do you um, think there's still moose out there yep yep for definite yeah. how certain uh after what that other guy saw just you know be less than two months ago i'd say 100 percent yeah, so I, I, I do remember vaguely suddenly in the paper, some guys flying past in a helicopter and go, oh, hey, that, that looked like a moose. Yeah, that was one months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy that saw it, um, he would be considered, and speaking to people I know here, reliable, very reliable. Yeah. He's also um, experienced from seeing moose out of helicopters because he worked as a guide in um, Canada. Right, not right. that long ago. Yeah. So he's actually a reliable person that knows what he's looking at. And it's also the, the other evidence that everybody else has been in there and seen that knows what they do. Um, the guy that, like the moose man they talk about, uh, King Tungsten, he's a he's a reliable oh, person. He's a reliable person. He, he's a scientist. Oh, he's, Christ, he's... Archie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, what was that? He's a scientist. <laughs> He's done a lot of science work in the past into the study of the animals of not just moose, but, you know, tar and deer. He knows his stuff. He spent a lot of time out in the hills studying animals, and the yeah. moose was only one, um, one that he did. And he is a, 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 a very reliable person, not prone to just coming up with pie-out-of-the-sky stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. How do you, so, what, do you, what do you think has stayed hidden so well? Um, yeah, have you been in there? <laughs> it's, it's it's nasty country it, it is not easy country it's very difficult difficult country huge country. dusky sound is it yeah yeah thick and nasty there's not many in there uh, the moose live quite a long time they could live over 30 years yeah. um so you know you do the maths back there's enough many breedings for them to still going and yeah i think um they're definitely out there but not many not many at all. I'd say the ones, or well, the ones that are left, like they must be pretty inbred, right? Uh, I would be guessing by this stage. Three antlers, six eyes. <laughs> yeah, five legs. Yeah, there's, it could be like. Well, there's other. There's <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to make gonna start. a joke. I'm not going to make a joke. We're not going to start. People that live in town now. Yeah, don't go, don't go start picking on small town New Zealand. <laughs> not small enough uh, you know we were all going to head down the gore track I hey, as, far, as, as, far, as far as people from Impercargo you know 
know, glass houses and all that, you know. <laughs> I can't I can't pick on anyone for where they because of where they live at all. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, a lot of our listeners, both of them, might not live in Tiana and might not have been to Tiana. So maybe you should tell us what's what's um, interesting about Tiano. Oh, I can answer that, and I'm not even from there. Yeah, no, no, I want on Dwight's do it. You can go next. <laughs> oh, okay. So well, we're definitely, I'll, I'll go next if Dwight doesn't. Okay. Yeah. If I can miss it. So, so we're definitely uh, uh, the gateway to Fjordland is how we put it. We're right on the edges of um, the Fjord National Park and the road into Milford Sound. We're um, on the edge of uh, a large lake with the beautiful mountains with all the walking tracks around us. Um, uh, also surrounded by a farming community. Um, so it's very much a, a hunting, fishing, tramping type mecca. The weather would be halfway between sort of central Otago and Invercargill. Mm -hmm. So um, we're just at where we possibly get snow up to six times a year, but it normally doesn't sit for long. But we get quite warm summers um, for, for Southland. Mm -hmm. um, about a population of, uh, static population of somewhere between two and a half to 3,000 people. Um, still a small population that is a long-term population in general, which means a lot of locals have been here for years and uh, a very supportive, safe community that like to look after each other. Um, yeah, so it, 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 it's very much still, and some people might say backwards, but I would say back when people cared hmm. um, still. But being a tourist town also, we've got a lot of the good facilities with great restaurants, cafes, and all the amenities and health facilities and everything else that goes with that. So we're very lucky, very, very lucky. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew, it's your turn. The Trout Observatory. <laughs> I skipped it, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> Tell us about the trout farm, Andrew. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the town, what an amazing fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not that I just 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 to just to behold and you know it's, it's a really nice looking work of art, work of nature. Those those trout and there's there's is an it, aquarium that you can go visit for the for the mere price of two dollars. Is that brown trout and rainbow trout, or just rainbow trout, or just brown trout, or oh whatever yeah. they, I, what, what, I don't know whatever they, I don't yeah, remember that yes. part. Yes, Steve, and um, and uh, freshwater crayfish too. Well, I've got to admit, when it comes to trout, I'm a little bit racist. They all look the same to me. It's it's also a, a local fundraiser for our local Lions Club. So it's yeah. uh, it has oh. had an upgrade. It has had an upgrade. So it's how, much, how much high. fundraising do they get for two dollars a nutri? think you'd be surprised when um, you get a town that pulls in well you know there was uh, over 900 and something thousand people going to Milford last yeah. year yeah. and if you just get a, a, that percentage we ever stay in Chianel for a night and they see it yeah a lot of people that haven't seen a trout it's the opportunity to get in face to face to see trout so um, hey maybe maybe we could we could oh. do a trout aquarium at um, the next crush the cargo yeah like yep. if we we could get so maybe like a we get some sort of a barrel or something and fill it with water and we'll just put it in a tent. So, so no, you can't just like go over and see the, you know, you've got to, you got to, you know, sort of pay to go into the, the tent. Yeah. I think to look at the trout in a barrel. Yeah. yeah. 
we, we could always just video the Tiarnell fish and then put it on a TV at the Crush the Cargo. Uh, hey, that's thinking. Yeah, Actually, do you know what else is um, another selling point that um, Tiarnell has on that on that that cycle track, the walk you go from town down to the control gates and you pass that the the um the bird sanctuary and you can see Takahe for free. Yep, yep. So it is. It's got the the bird park there, which has the Takahe is the main sort of attraction, um, and you can do guided. Uh, they were doing guided talks every day about them, um, and that yep. sort of thing, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Right, there's also yeah. um, Kaka, uh, Kia, Moorpork, um, uh, ducks, uh, Perrys. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty cool. It's quite an attraction too. Yeah. 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 So yes, and there's um there's always plenty of parks and cycling and opportunities to run. There's just I'm lucky in the fact that I don't go outside and decide or where well I've got to decide where to run. I have so many options here. Yeah. Which is um really good, particularly with those cycle trails. Um, yeah. Tell me, please, are now? Uh, so uh, all up, if we were fully staffed, eight. Yeah. What do you mean? If you're uh, fully staffed, aren't you fully staffed? Um, we haven't been fully staffed for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how many have you got yeah. at the moment? Uh, so at the moment, we are seven. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Which is good. It's the best we've been for a long time. It's really good. Um, yeah. Geographically, we're the largest area in the whole of New Zealand, easily. But, really? I mean, that's the whole of Fiordland. Um, oh, yeah, okay. So there's not a lot of people there anyway. Just a few. Not men. a lot of people out there. Yeah. But, yeah, just uh, trampers, climbers, uh, fishermen, the... Um, so you get a lot of the uh, the tour the tour boats and all that sort of us is all us cruise ships, um, yeah. So are you all do you all uh, get latched into search and rescue as well? Uh, yes and no. Um, if you want to get really involved in it, then yes. But police are the sort of in any in any real search and rescue, uh, we're normally the underlying organisation helping run it. Hmm. Um, uh, that most of the time the, the heads of search and rescue are police. Um, it, it, it works together, works together with volunteers within the, the organization and the police to get, depending on the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we all have a bit to do with it. Um, it's just some more than others. Yeah. yeah. So if you compare life under lockdown as a police officer in Tiana with life when tourists sees them as full go, what would you prefer? If that virus had never come, um, I'd still be sitting here and I finally got to the point of, yeah, bring back the tourists and their road problems and the driving problems and all the rest of it. <laughs> right. okay. Just, yeah, yeah, I think I, I'd, I'd prefer those problems now to what we potentially face with this. This is just so life-changing for so many people and, and so stressful for everybody. And, you know, even bit down to the financial side of it, it's going to take a lot of building back for everybody. And it's going to yeah. be stress and ongoing problems for years with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if anyone out there listening is sort of out of a job because of coronavirus, there is one police position available in here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome your open arms. <laughs> Advertise that a bit more. We'll, we'll get that. Don't worry. <laughs> well, it's yeah. going to be interesting times ahead. Um, with the, the tourism side, um, to see what happens, even like I even look within policing, um, there could be a redistribution of resources. Um, if we don't have the tourist numbers here, we might not require the, the full staffing. Um, 
we, no one knows what it's going to look like and what's going to, it could it could mean more we could have more kiwis come here and it, well um, it's, I, I think Tiana is a great place for kiwis to visit because it doesn't it's not so full of the overseas tourists yeah it's especially exactly. now and there's, a, and there's a lot of accommodation. There's a lot of good, cheap accommodation. Um, and if you're, if you're in for just a relaxing holiday, um, we don't have as many adventure things to do. If you're here to relax and spend time, um, you know, with family and that yeah. sort of thing, and just to relax, pull up a chair and read a beautiful book and have a nice beer, this is the place to do it. Yeah. yeah. But, but me and Stephen still stay at your place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've always got the spare bed here. Well, I remember like Steve's coming over to run a reverse kit sometime soon. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Runners are always welcome at my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to see if I can dive under the control gate too. Uh, no, I don't. It, 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 it's been done. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, tell us more. Uh, it was. It was just. Yeah, many years ago, a young guy that really, really, oh, I, I can't believe he did it, but he did. So him, it, what used to be the thing to jump off the control gates and swim around the front, yeah. which is, as you can imagine, there's actually a sign up there for, um, it actually says the Darwin Darwin Awards. I know, I've, I've got a photo with yeah. the sign. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, no, young fella once thought he was keen enough and good enough, and he dove underneath. Wow. He, Came out the other side alive? Yeah, he he lived. He lived. Um, so what is, is it? Just it's just a just a uh, uh, a gate that just like drops down and blocks. Yeah, it's just, water, so there's right? three gates. Three gates. Um, yeah, and it's just um, adjusted electronically and mechanically to how much water goes under and how much they slow the the flow of the river. They've got certain things they have to stick to um, for the welfare of the river and the lake. Um, yeah, yeah. They just adjust it as required. So I. I don't know what the status was at the time, but I was, I'll be picking the gates were fairly wide open at a guess. Well, I mean, what, what, what could be wrong? Huge pressure and... It is a massive amount of, that's a lot of water going through very narrow gaps. Yeah. And the back and the back side is just all eddies and, and um, turbulence. And you can imagine if a tree had, yeah. had got there and hooked up in the gate, he hit the tree or anything. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely no, 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 no. I'm only teasing it. We won't advertise that one. We'll advertise the, the, the job offer, but not <laughs> jumping off the control control gate is definitely not a town hour attraction. Uh, no, not, no. If you're going to come there, if you're going to come to town hour for that, don't. Unless no. you want the Darwin Darwin Awards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's an automatic trespass notice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is um, stuff you up if you wanted to do the Kepler challenge, then, wouldn't it? Yep, it would make it hard. But I don't know how you're going to start it without going over the control gates. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to. You, oh, that, that would be. You'd have to come all the way from Rainbow Reach, do an extra 10k at the start. Extra, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you're going to get to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a bit rough. <laughs> yep, we'll be. Oh, bloody good, Dwight. Bloody good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Steve, don't do that. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I haven't done that sort of thing since I was a kid. Anyway. What's the most dangerous thing you've ever done, Steve? Me? Yeah. What's the most death-defying thing you've ever done? 
apart from the Cambodian police. Um, uh, well, I did when I was a kid, you know, a leaf, leaf stream under the George Street Bridge, there's a tunnel, there's a weir there with a big long tunnel, it's about 25 metres long, and it's about 18 inches wide. Yeah. So when I was a kid, we used to go through that, we'd use sacks, we'd, there's a grill at the start, you could just lift the grill up and hop on a sack and, and go through that. So it was about 30 metres, 20 to 30 metres of this 18 inch tunnel with water flowing through it. It's like a hydro slide, but it was pitch dark and you're squashed to your shoulders. What happens <laughs> if you got stuck? Oh, we were kids. We were kids. You don't think okay. about things like that, like logic and common sense. Would you do it now? No. Well, you can't do it now because some smart bugger went and locked the grill, so you can't lift it up. Damn. Gee, that was a hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll slide down there with a GoPro camera or something. Well, you wouldn't have fit the camera. Nothing fit extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was oh, wow. probably it. There was a few, yeah, silly things like that, I think. Yeah, cool. When I was a kid, I mean like 13, 14, teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. the most dangerous thing you've ever done, Andrew? What's the most dangerous? Oh, bloody hell, I probably did some stupid things in cars when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah, um, those. I forgot about those, but I didn't want to say those because we're talking to a cop. Oh, I've still got, I've still got my diversion. I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably, oh, I've had a, you know, when I've been up in the hills, I've got myself into a, uh, actually, no, when I was coming, I did the top part of Tiara Trail, and um, oh, I think it was, it was all, I got stuck up, up in this hill, and it was all this rain came, got hit by all this rain, it just came out from like the west coast, where it just, there'd been all this flooding, and then it was dumping on the Richmond Ranges, and then, mm. so I was looking at being stuck in this hut for like days, and I didn't want to do that, so I made a beeline down this other track that I didn't know very well. Um, and that was that was dumb actually, because there's bloody, you know, because I was in the dark and the, I could hear trees crashing down around me and all that sort of stuff. And then I, then I got down to the, um, eventually I got down to, um, I got down to this this hut, and then, um, and I couldn't go any further. I had to cross a flooded creek to get to the hut. And and then I couldn't go any further for a while because there was another creek and that, it was too flooded. Yeah. And, and and eventually I got down to the is it the Wyal River up there? Wyal River. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, slept on the side of the logging road or the slogging road, and then went to walk out the the next day. And and like the whole whole time, because I need to, I need to be going the other way to um, Santana's, and like the whole time I could see like the the road on the other side of the river where I'd be able to like hitch a ride and I'd be there in no time. And, um, but of course the river's in flood and, but it's just, just, you know, the, uh, the road on the other side was just over there taunting me the whole time I was like walking down this road. And then, so I got to this, you know, and each, you know, so I was always looking over and going, oh yeah, I reckon I maybe could have crossed there. Oh, could have crossed there. And I got to this bit where I thought, oh yeah, maybe I could cross there. And I could have crossed two channels of the river and I ended up on this sort of gravel, like nearly knocked off my feet. Um, by the water, and then um, ended up on this gravel bar in the middle of the flooded Wairau River with just one channel like to go before the other side of the river, but of course it was the main channel. <laughs> and it, and um, 
And uh, I got to that point and I was like, oh, this is how people, this is, this, this is how people kill themselves, you know, this is how people end up dead, you know. And I was like, and I'm on this bloody gravel bar in the middle of the of this flooded river and I was <laughs> and then I had to, and I was like, I was like oh, I had to, I'll go, I'll go back and then, um, and I was like, the hell did I get out? <laughs> you know, I was like, this just been on the side that I just crossed just about. So, uh, but yeah, no, obviously I'm here, so I made it. So, yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's 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 quite stupid. Yeah, but but hey, I, I talked sense into myself, didn't I? And um, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> well, I'm I'm here to tell the tale. It's, yeah. it's quite incredible how, how resilient humans are, eh? We can do such stupid things and still live. Like most of us have still lived. Somehow I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. But, but I'll, I'll put that down to um, um, there's just as much of an idiot as I am, there's worse idiots. Well, there is, but we're also really lucky. Most of the time we get through stupid things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, Dwight, what is what's the most stupid thing you've ever done? Oh, stupid. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'll go back to the, we'll, we'll renege on talking about the driving ones when we were younger. Isn't there a statute of limitations or something? So how many, so when can you start telling, when, when can you start openly talking about your youth? <laughs> when my kids are past that age themselves. <laughs> you don't want your kids to know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, no. The, the same things. At some places I could think of gone um, hunting, maybe, where I shouldn't have. You know, things got steep. What, that Takahe bird sanctuary? Yeah. <laughs> Chasing the Takahe they chase me around. <laughs> you didn't uh, um, uh, kick and shoot them, did you? <laughs> no, but I wonder what they do taste like. Sorry, I thought it, <laughs> I thought it was a pukiko. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stupid things. I think a lot of the time I've, I've basically been a good enough boy that I've kept myself out of most really dumb stuff. Normally thought about things a little bit more. Um, we go back from rugby days, a bit of a small man syndrome where I probably tried to take on six and a half foot tall guys, 120 kilo. That probably wasn't, wasn't the wisest move. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like trying to spear tackle a bloody power pole or something. Yeah, yeah. I've moved along from a lot of the stupid stuff. I think. You know, yeah, people generally do as they get older, or you'd hope. Yeah, but I seem to be finding more more high risk things now. But it's not my stupidity; it's others. No, no. no well, <laughs> what, what, um, I, I quite often find myself reading the the, the crime pages, the, the court pages, and. And, you know, mostly, I mean, I'm not going to say there's a demographic, of like an age demographic, but mostly, it's mostly younger people. It's like, the older it gets, there seems to be like less people getting busted for stuff. Either yeah, that or they just, as you get older, they get smarter at doing stuff. Well, people do get wiser. Um, the media doesn't report on everything anyway. Yeah. It only gets a small percentage. Um, but it is a lot to do with um, development. A lot of people developing before they um, to understand boundaries and have things to live for and more respect for other people. You know, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of adolescence adolescence yeah. lasts until you're about 40, doesn't it? <laughs> for some people. <laughs> but you do find a lot of people, it's when they're still developing and they don't have that awareness of what is right and what is wrong. Um, 
Yeah, and then going to keep them alive. Yeah, yeah, and, and and things in life to to put them on the right track. You know, wife yeah. or children or things that there are to live for and to, yeah. to do things for. Yeah, yeah, right. Fourth. Yeah. So, so, so deep question here. Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you how do you maintain a positive uh, outlook of humanity? Oh, before we before we answer, do you wear underwear when you run? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely do. Uh, well, one of the most uh, uncomfortable things ever is not wearing underwear when running. I, I don't know how people could possibly do that. Oh, you should definitely try Aerodax. Yeah, I haven't yet. I have. I've heard they're amazing. Yeah, oh, they, really they, cool. they are. <laughs> yeah. They've got a, a moisture wicking mesh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> two different types of elastic. <laughs> Hashtag Eurodex. Hashtag Eurodex. I, I, I might have to. I've always found um, I had the Bonds hole proof. I've always been my go to. Look, it's, uh, it's one size fits all, Dwight. So, I mean, even if you want to try a pair of mine before <laughs> buying. <laughs> and and we'd love, we'd love, we'd love feedback. And uh, I mean, they're moisture wicking, but I'll still give them a wash if you want. Well, can I just turn them inside out anyway? <laughs> Apparently, they're not so comfortable inside out because the inside is slightly different um, texture than the outside. So we've been told. Oh, really? But I haven't tried. Yep. Well, well, I might have to. I might have to. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Hey, Steve. What was your question again? <laughs> yeah, how do you maintain how do you maintain your trust in, in humanity as as and, and, and stay positive in your job? Uh, it's a really good question. Because at times you are definitely questioning um, questioning things and, and about people and how they think. I, I think a lot of it is just um, by understanding that the majority of the people, the reason you do it, and the ones that don't have that respect are the major minority. Um, it, it, it does get you down at times. There's no way other way to put it. It does. When you see other people put other people at so much risk and and cause so much harm to people and just sometimes you can understand the reasonings behind it and what's going on. And it's it's the other ones that you don't understand. You're left shaking your head going, why? What, what? Why would you do that to, to other people? Why would you take these risks? And, and even the personal attacks, you're left there sitting there going, what, what have I done to you? Um, I, I'm honestly, honest to God, doing this here for the community. I'm not doing this as a personal thing. This is not a, a, a yeah, yeah, it, it does, it gets you. But um, a lot of it is when I'm out with my, uh, I see the positive people. And often when I'm away from work, it's got to be away from work. And it is talking to like you guys, my running mates, um, getting away from work with my running people, um, getting away in the hills with my hunting mates and that sort of thing. Um, some of the small things, this, um, this small, this beer that I'm drinking, gluten-free beer, mm -hmm. this was sent, and I'll, I'll mention his name, Matt Hamlet. Ah, <laughs> another essential worker. Yep. 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 And, and a top guy. He, he knew I was having a rough time. Um, at the time, and these magically appeared at my door. Oh, that's wonderful! Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, oh, he, wow. he, he knew it. Knew. You're a lovely guy. We knew you're a lovely guy. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> but it, it, it gives you that, uh, you know, that warm fuzzy feeling that hey, someone gives a shit. You know, yeah, yeah. And someone appreciates what you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. positive. Yeah. 
And like I said, I know positivity breeds positivity. Negativity yeah. breeds negativity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Surround yourself by positive people doing positive things. And, um, and, and you'll always be right. But sometimes it takes a while than other times to, to come oh, around and come right. You sound like the bloody Dalai Lama. <laughs> I just well, he looked like him too. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate being negative. I like being a happy, out there, doing it, happy person. And uh, you do everything in your power to to push yourself into that position. Yeah. You know, good on you, Dwight. Good on you. Yeah, I love I love your positivity. I always pick up on that, and uh, and I really appreciate what you do for your community and for us and our friendship. Cheers. Hey, do you know what the um the most inspirational oh, sorry, I haven't got a drink, but cheers. <laughs> but the the most um interesting thing I'll think of one of the most interesting things I think I've learned from this podcast. Um Tiana's got the internet. I am gonna I am gonna say a true story. When I first hooked on this, I was busy going, I hope this will actually work. It's <laughs> not always the best here. I'm I'm often even in the middle of my house, and then and the old cell phone often won't work. Oh my god! You've got dial-up internet, and you're on a party line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do think they need to um, it, it'll improve with more time, and uh, it was actually meant to um to to be improved um recently, but we've actually got the old um fiber just being put in the town, so. Ah. Here we go. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, this has been really good. I mean, apart from the fact that you've had to have your video off most of the time, so we haven't been able to see you just sitting there drinking. Um, <laughs> yeah. The sound it's has got, been great. Yeah. It's good got point. dark now. I can't even show you Mount Luxmore. I'm sitting here looking at it. Oh. Well, I was. It's got dark now. It's all pretty and white. Oh, really? Snow yeah. Already. Cool. Yeah, we've had, we've had a couple of good dumpings of snow. Yeah. Mm. Hope it stays here until December. Yeah. Um, Potentially, this is pretty early, so it, it it is mounting, but it's been sitting there for a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, a couple of weeks now. Mm, cool. I've, I've face planted on a patch of snow from a first Kepler up there. Oh, really? Were you stoned that time, Andrew? Hey? Were you stoned that time? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I don't do illegal stuff. I mean, I mean, with rocks and yeah. <laughs> granite. Oh man! Well, <laughs> well, I, I had the option of, like, I slipped and my feet came out from under me, and I was either going to go. It was just before the Hanging Valley Shelter, and so there's a ridge, there's a ridge down one side, so I could either bloody fall that way and just go rolling for ages, or um, or just fall flat on my face. I went just falling flat on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't even, there's like no room. You know, I don't mind falling. I trip over all the time. And, you know, you can just go into a nice commando roll and carry on. But, yeah, I um, yeah, didn't, really, didn't really have that luxury, unfortunately. It was just a yeah. Razor back up there, particularly in the winter, can get quite um, thick with snow. And then it turns very, very icy because it's just constantly below zero. Right. Um, there are some points there. Well, I've done it in the winter. I used to do it fairly regularly. Um, Pick your timing, but you can get quite get to a point where I've backed off um, two or three times this turn round. It's just too thick, too icy, too dangerous. Not worth the hassle. Yeah, yeah. So if if I'm going to come up and do a reverse Kepler for a Strava segment, it'll have to be not next week or two weeks after uh, that. 
Yeah, level two, I believe. Level two. Level two. So that's probably about three or four weeks away. So that's Are you actually going to do it, Steve? May. You told me to. I have to. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yep. So that's late May. Is that is that okay for the snow and ice? Um, yeah, you might want to touch base with me first. Have you got some crampons Steve can borrow? I do have running crampons, lightweight running crampons. Well, I've got yeah. micro spikes. They're good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I can, the uh, thing is, I've got access to the camera up there. So, um, you can turn it off. And then looks over stream there. It. <laughs> <laughs> it looks over that hanging valley shelter from uh, back towards the uh, forest burn shelter type directions. So, um, that'll give you a really good indication of what's like up there. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Good to know. All right. Yeah. It is good in the winter. Pick your day; it's still stunning. Absolutely, you get a day out there, stunning day. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I have, um, I have none, never done the Kepler outside of the race. Oh, have you not? No. As, 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 yeah, no. I think I've, I've done it. I've done it once outside of the race, and it's hilarious. You know, like, no, it's great. You know, you get to take your time and appreciate. Well, I mean, you get plenty of opportunity to see the view anyway, but you don't have to rush yourself so much and. Um, and yeah, it's hilarious when you bump when you're bumping into the trampers. They're mm. like, "Oh, where did you just come from?" The control gates. When? Oh, about about four hours ago. <laughs> it does. It becomes this. this um, oh, you know. it, it's during the summer. Yeah, it's quite regular. A lot of people run it, particularly up and back to Luxmore and back. But yeah, yeah, it is cool. I recommend even start at Rainbow Reach, and if you're doing the reverse. Mm -hmm. um, I found that 50k point is probably enough when the enjoyment starts disappearing. Yeah, um, it's fair cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, reverse is quite cool. I really like the reverse loop um, because of the fact that you're feeling quite fresh as you as you do that nice haul up the valley, up the Iris Burn. Yeah. Um, you're going to walk that climb anyway, pretty much. If you're doing it as a social day, good solid climb up, which is quite nice. And across yeah, the tops, because yeah. you're just starting to get tired, and the tops are just stunning. Yeah, yeah and, actually, for those that haven't done the Kepler, the, the Kepler challenge before, um, the challenge really gets to the uh, starts at the this is about the last twenty k's or the last thirty k's. Last thirty, yeah, yeah. So you go up and over Mount Luxmore, and then it's just this pretty much undulating flatness. Well, it's pretty much flat, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but at least if you do if you do it the other way around, um, Steve, at least. The, the annoying flat but at the end won't be as long. Yeah. It'll be about six k it'll only be about six Ks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. true. Five and a half odd K of tiredness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So it is it is cool because the downhill's simple and the tops are yeah. stunning. So yeah. Yeah. And you're fresh Plus for the first 30 Ks is okay really. The first thirty Ks is just a slog and getting it done. And then the last thirty is is oh this is awesome. Yeah. Even up to you get to Rocky Point. Once you get to Rocky Point, you got the wee clearings and you got the streams and it starts turning more sub alpine, which is which is quite cool. Mm. Quite awesome. Um yeah, so no no, I, I, I like as a social trip the reverse lap, starting mm. at Rainbow Reach, coming out at the gates. Oh well, in about three weeks, um they're actually having the New Zealand reverse Kepler championships. Um, Steve, Steve will be there. Who else is going to be there? <laughs> uh, never write anything off. There could be there could be a few of us wanting to break free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dwight. Hey, man, it's been really cool talking to you, buddy. 
Yeah. Sorry, team. It is. It's good to yeah. hear from you. Yeah, don't worry, mate. You'll be still be back out there, the not sticking people and pepper spraying before you know it, mate. <laughs> good on you. Yeah. yeah. Up up on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't jaywalk in front of in front of Dwight, whatever you do. <laughs> Yeah. That's the crime. That's the crime you do away with. Day walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be good on Thanks, Alrighty, team. And look right. after yeah. yourselves out there, eh? Yep. Yeah, always.